1: My Savvy Chakras, episode 265.
2: Live in the here and live
0: in the now. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chocolates. and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up
1: Action Tribe, AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, the show where we provide you the ancient wisdom and the action steps to upgrade your life condition. So if you're new to this show, then I want to give you a warm, warm welcome. Now before we actually begin with today's episode, I've got a couple of announcements to make. Now, firstly, over the years, many of you have reached out saying that you'd like to support our show in some way. And recently I started a Patreon page for people that would like to support our movement visit my 7 forward slash patreon that's my 7 forward slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n and for those of you that don't know what patreon is it's a platform that allows you to donate a small amount each month to support the expenses that go into creating this podcast such as podcast production graphics and equipment and this way uh, you will help take a load off my shoulders and i'll be able to provide you more number of episodes higher quality content and life-changing information at your fingertips now to get started go to my 7 forward slash patreon and you can get started for as little as seven dollars also make sure you download the my7chakras reading list which is based on books that have been recommended on The show. Now, to visit uh, uh, the page and to download your PDF, go to mysevenchakras.com forward slash reading list. To get your free downloadable PDF document, go to mysevenchakras.com forward slash reading list. And with that out of the way, I'm really excited to bring on our guest for today, Dr. Ron Frey. So, Ron, are you ready to inspire?
2: I am ready to inspire
1: great so dr ron frey is a clinical psychologist and author of feeling better beat depression and improve your relationships with interpersonal psychotherapy. Now, when it comes to treatment for depression, we have been getting it all wrong. Instead of focusing on just the biochemistry, we need to focus on the importance of relationships. Feeling Better offers a step-by-step guide using a research-proven approach called interpersonal psychotherapy or IPT, which can help you deal with the issues that may be contributing to your unhappiness. And therapists Cindy Stuhlberg and Ron Frey, have used IPT with clients for more than 20 years and have achieved dramatic lasting results after only 8 to 12 weeks. And we're going to talk about this fascinating topic. We're going to delve into some stories and learn some concepts uh, so that you can apply some of these concepts in your life immediately right after listening to this episode. So it's highly promising and make sure you stay till the very end. So to begin, uh, thanks a lot for joining me, Ron.
2: It's my pleasure. I'm really happy to be here.
1: Great. Now, uh, we always begin our show with a dose of inspiration. So what is your favorite inspirational quote these days, and how do you apply it in your life?
2: My favorite inspirational quote right now is, live in the here and live in the now. Um, That's uh, something that we talk a lot about in interpersonal psychotherapy, when we treat our patients. And uh, it's something which is uh, a simple sentence but sometimes very difficult to follow
1: absolutely i i love this uh, quote very much because sometimes like you mentioned we might hear it a lot maybe in a book or if you're watching some sort of a, um, documentary or a tv show uh, but sometimes we need a, a jolt to remind us to really live here and now and not really be focused on the past or the future because all the Power that we have uh, to be able to take action and to exert it is in the now, right? And it's important to remember that. So, with that, let's begin. Uh, What inspired you to write your book, Feeling Better?
2: I think what inspired uh, uh, this book was really the lack of having an IPT book for the general public. So, interpersonal psychotherapy. Uh, is a wonderful therapy, um, but it never really left the research labs uh, Mm -hmm. in the United States. And this book really allows the general public to grab on to a new type of psychotherapy that's been really working well uh, for many years, but hasn't really been promoted as effectively as other types of psychotherapy. Uh, So this is a really um, easy book to read with Lots of great tips and recommendations so that people can make changes, as you would mentioned, in uh, significant changes in as little 8 to, tw- to 12 weeks.
1: Got it. So, uh, I mean, I've gone through the book. I've uh, I noticed that it's it's structured differently, right, compared to other books, in terms of uh, not just reading something uh, intellectually, but also providing space for reflection as well as for implementing a lot of what you share um, in the book. And I think that's great. But for someone who's new to this field, what exactly is interpersonal psychotherapy?
2: Well, interpersonal psychotherapy uh, believes that people's mood, the way you feel, if you're feeling happy, or if you're feeling sad, or if you're feeling angry or lost in life, it's always connected with close interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So the more rich your interpersonal relationships are, that is the people that you care for, the people that you surround yourself with, the, the, um, the more positive uh, your feelings will be. And if there's uh, discord in the relationships that you have with people around you, misunderstandings, or if there's been mistakes made either from yourself or from both of you, in an intimate relationship, for example, mm-hmm. uh, those really need to be uh, worked on. And if you can work on them effectively, and you have a good, um, a good approach, which IPT is, then it allows you to move on with your relationships, and uh, both parties will feel better. So that's essentially. Um, the philosophy behind behind interpersonal psychotherapy. It's all about the relationship.
1: Got it, got it. And also, you know, as I do more of these episodes and have conversations with amazing people like yourself, I'm beginning to realize that I, as a human being, really crave... uh, Uh, Relationships and not just uh, relationships, but having in-person interactions and dialogues and and uh, because this not only helps me articulate my thoughts, uh, but it also makes uh, gives me a sense of comfort and, uh, um, you know, it's just something that I guess. I want more of, you know, to have these positive, mutually beneficial and nurturing relationships. So diving a bit deeper, could you talk to us about the significance of relationships in our life and how that impacts our overall health?
2: Well, we are social creatures by nature, and mm. uh, human beings need to be around other human beings and yeah. and really require, to, uh, you know, fundamentally... Uh, loving and supportive relationships. And um, by by creating those relationships, nurturing those relationships, encouraging those relationships, it really uh, has a profound impact on how you feel. And uh, and unfortunately, in today's society, if you look, for example, at a lot of the uh, internet-based relationships, a lot mm-hmm. of those relationships tend to be fairly shallow or superficial, and, and people forget the importance of sitting down and talking face-to-face and sharing right. ideas and, and sharing thoughts uh, together in a more intimate way uh, so that they understand each other better. But if you can do that, um, then you will live a much richer and happier life. And I think the difficulty that a lot of people have is they don't know how to do that anymore. And so yeah. that's what this book really tries to uh, to help them with.
1: Right, right, right. And I love that you... Look into the multi-dimensional or multifaceted nature of relationships, right? Not just relationships as a whole, but like you mentioned, creating, encouraging, and nurturing, right, of relationships, yes. which yes. is which is an ongoing activity. You know, just like taking a bath, you need to do it on an ongoing, uh, in an ongoing way. And that's what I'm realizing is is that it's 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 a life lifelong journey of being more intentional, being more aware and also nourishing these relationships. But let's take a few steps back. Uh, How did you get started in this field? What's your story like?
2: Well, I was a graduate student at the University of Toronto. And Mm. um, typically, most graduate students, their first exposure to a psychotherapy model is the cognitive behavioral therapy model. Right. And the cognitive behavioral therapy model, known as CBT, essentially looks at your thoughts and it looks at how you are actually thinking. Are you having rational thoughts? Do you have inflexible thinking? Are you? Is your thinking always negative? So it's really turning in and making you focus on your thinking. Mm-hmm. And I always felt relatively uncomfortable with that because people who are struggling with the mood typically tend to blame themselves for it. And uh, interpersonal psychotherapy offered a different approach. Instead of looking at and examining your personal thoughts and trying to change those specific thoughts, it really looks on how you interact with people around you. What mm. is your interpersonal style like? How do you communicate? How do you listen? What is your, you know, nonverbal behavior like when you're around people? And really, by um, looking at uh, the relationships and the quality and the quantity of your relationships. Uh, and making some fundamental changes, perhaps in your interpersonal style would have a significant impact on your mood and so that 's why I went this uh, I took this path. It was a new a very new model in graduate school, and I was uh, very fortunate to be introduced to it got it, got it uh, yeah,
1: I mean so basically going from assessing what thoughts a person is having in their mind to actually. Uh, maybe gauging or assessing how a persons person's in interpersonal relationships are in terms of not only how they engage and build relationships, how, their ability to listen and also uh, continue the conversation and the relationship over a long period of time. Yes, uh, now, now, let's talk about a challenge that a lot of people are facing these days in today's age, which is uh, depression. What are some major causes of depression that you're finding uh, these days?
2: Well, when we look at, from the interpersonal perspective, what the causes of depression are, there's four basic causes. You can pretty well group them into those uh, four categories. One is what we call role disputes, and that is that you're actually having a uh, dispute with somebody that's very close to you. So if you have a dispute with your spouse, with your lover, with your uh, employer, your boss, uh, your sister, your brother, Uh, that can have a significant impact on your mood, and that can cause or trigger a depression. So that's one cause of depression. Another cause for depression is uh, unresolved grief. And that is if you've lost somebody. If somebody's died and you haven't really been able to grieve that death, uh, that can also trigger depression. Hmm. The third possible uh, cause of depression are role transitions. And we see a lot of that today. Uh, So people are changing jobs continuously. You know, my father used to work, like many fathers, you know, work for the same employee for 20 years, 30 years. Nowadays, most people are working contract. They're going from contract to contract. There's very little job security. They're going through lots of transitions. Uh, And that can be very stressful uh, because it has an impact on the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, You could lose an entire peer group. You can lose your work colleagues. There's also different types of transitions, like transitioning to motherhood, having the first child, Mm -hmm. or going into retirement is also sometimes very stressful for people. That can cause a depression. So life transitions is a fairly significant area. And then the last possible uh, cause of depression is your own type of really interpersonal style. There are some people that find it very difficult to have conversations with other people. They right. may be very mechanical in their thinking. They may be very opinionated. They may be very combative. They may be dependent. They may be over controlling. Uh, and so, those are more what we call personality traits or factors, which can also have a significant impact on your mood because you may alienate yourself from the people around you because of your inter- or because of your personality style. So, these are the four basic causes of depression.
1: Got it. So uh, I love uh, this classification, and uh, it really helps. Uh, I guess to if you're experiencing some form of depression, to be able to notice what are the four buckets, so to speak, and yes. uh, understand which one does you you know your 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 challenge fall under. And you mentioned one is the um, conflict or the dispute that you have, especially with a closed one, whether it's your spouse, your your children, or you know someone who you work with. The other one is role transitions, changing jobs, mother. Yeah. Uh, Motherhood. and I'm guessing that PTSD also falls under the role transition, right? Because you were, um, you know, in a war zone probably, and you were with other soldiers, and that vibe or maybe camaraderie was way different. And you're not able to get this now that the, you're
2: you're back in civilian life, right? So, would yes. that f- PTSD is um, actually very interesting that you raise that that topic because. Um, as someone who, who treats soldiers uh, quite often my, in my practice, uh, it's something that is uh, very, very difficult to navigate for people. They're, mm. They have lost their comrades, uh, or they've come back from a deployment, and everything yep. has changed around them at home, and they don't know how they fit in anymore. Uh, what's fascinating is that The treatment for PTSD has typically been the cognitive approach through exposure therapy. Uh, But there's some new exciting research, which has just come out by Dr. Markowitz, uh, which has shown that interpersonal psychotherapy is um, working very well for people with PTSD. And the nice thing about it is that it doesn't require exposure. So you don't actually have to relive the trauma to Mm -hmm. get better. Again, you're focusing on your relationships, trying to... um, change things manage your relationships a little bit different in the new reality that you're in uh, and that will have an impact on your on your level of functioning so it's uh, so that's very recent research so it's exciting
1: yeah definitely exciting and very promising uh so we've got four uh, areas like you mentioned uh, one is uh, dispute with the close one road transitions maybe an unresolved grief, uh, where you've not had the opportunity to really let go of your emotions. And fourth is personality traits, or maybe personality factors that are inhibiting your ability to have these uh, relationships, and maybe to communicate, uh, whatever that might be that's hindering uh, your growth. So uh, I know we've alluded to this a bit um, a while back, but how does having healthy Relationships translate to uh, personal vitality and health. Like, what's what's the ideal state over here?
2: Well, um, if there's one thing uh, that I'd like your listeners to really remember is that the more closely you can align your expectations okay. and your values with the people that you love, the people you are close to, the happier and the more healthy your relationship will be. And you will feel happier and your uh, spouse, your, uh, your, your child, um, whoever that person is that's close to you will also feel happier. So it's really about um, making sure you have those, those important discussions to make sure that you're always on the same page or pretty well close to the same page. Uh, And sometimes people just lose sight of that. uh, Or they just forget about doing it. When I'm, Training people into personal psychotherapy, I like to talk about, I like people to think about how much communication they actually do when they're first dating, for example. Okay. Right? You got your first girlfriend or your boyfriend, and think back about how much time you speak together. You share your ideas, your dreams, your fears, uh, your goals, your expectations. And there's just a lot of communication that goes on. But then when the relationship, becomes more mature, and you've been now, for example, married, and you've been together for a number of years, things start getting in the way of those conversations, right? You're either shuttling your kids to hockey practice or to baseball practice, or you're chasing a job promotion, or you're taking care of uh, uh, somebody in your family who's fallen ill. There's just a lot of life things that are occurring. And those important discussions about your values expectations your dreams your fears etc get put on the sideline and what we have seen as interpersonal psychotherapists is that that's usually where the problems begin and that's where we steer people towards is to get them to renegotiate their their relationships so that they can come back together again and if you do that you're going to feel better
1: yeah, I think that is so important that you mentioned that we need to have these discussions, especially with members of the family from time to time and not just, uh, uh, you know, very rarely uh, because change is the only constant, right? And wh- I guess who you were and the values that you had and the expectations that you had out of life and out of the relationship when you just started out might be different. And, you know, you might have kids and you might have aspirations for a new job or maybe you want to start a new business. Uh, and, on the other hand, maybe you have a different passion. you want to travel around the world, whatever that might be all of all of those changes affect your like, maybe not your values but maybe your expectations and it 's important to have these discussions right from time to time.
2: Yeah, I like that what you just said that the only constant is change. Um, mm-hmm. I really really think that 's a, a brilliant statement that 's exactly it 's very accurate and so um, learning how to navigate that change uh, with you your loved one uh, through communication is really important.
1: Got it. Now, another uh, thing that you, I guess, address in your book is uh, social isolation, right? Yes. So could you talk to us a bit about this and how this really affects
2: uh, a person's state of being? Well, the more isolated people become, either behind their computers or, you know, in their cubicles or wherever, even in their own home, yeah. Uh the less they interact in in a meaningful way with people around them, uh, typically it has a negative impact on their mood. Um you know, I remember once listening to um uh, an adventurer who decided to fly to the Yukon, this is in northern Canada, and live in a log cabin mm-hmm. all by himself. And he lasted, I think about two months. And the bush pilot that flew him in said, you know what? You're not going to be able to stay there for a year. I'll pick you up in a couple of months. And when they interviewed him, they said, what was the hardest thing that you found? Was it building the cabin? Was it keeping warm? Was it foraging for food? And he said, no. He said, the most difficult thing was I had nobody to talk to. uh, Nobody to share anything with. And so it was really that human element, that, that interpersonal element Through isolation, which really, really had a profound uh, impact on this adventurous mood, and and I think generally speaking, that's how humans are. If we don't have meaningful interpersonal relationships, the research is quite clear. um, You are going to have uh, you're going to have you're going to be struggling with your mood
1: got it now is this different when this social isolation is more uh, out of one's own volition out of one's own choice versus if a person becomes sort of you know outcast from the community or if a person is uh i guess uh, had spent many a lot of time with a group that he or she was very close to but now is sort of technically out of that group so are the implications different in, in in what I described right now, versus a person who, you know, just doesn't like being amongst people, or you know, just prefers being yeah. on, being on the computer all the time.
2: Well, so um, so basically, what you're looking at, I think, is two different things, right? One is transitions, right? So we okay. in any social milieu, and all of a sudden it disappears, and you're isolated. That yep. could definitely have a negative impact on your mood. Uh, but similarly, if you are at, in your room all the time and not interacting with people you're going to be experiencing this very similar symptoms okay um, so the symptoms are going to be similar it's just how you got there may be a little bit different but what they do have in common is yep. that you're socially isolated got it so thanks a lot for
1: clarifying and uh, in your book you use the term allies and supporters in your group now who are they and how does one go about maybe identifying them in life
2: allies and supporters well, one of the things I always uh, tell my own kids is that, you know, if you're, f- if you're facing a challenge, for example, uh, for studying for an exam, or you don't know, you know, what to study, or you don't know what decision to make uh, over any issue, I always yep. say borrow a brain, right? Go talk mm-hmm. to somebody. And if you can go talk to somebody that maybe has gone through something similar, that's an ally, Uh, because sometimes you know we're faced with issues in life, uh, and we feel like we're the only one that has has to face this issue. But if you actually look around you, uh, there's probably somebody you know uh, that has gone through something similar. And if you can connect with that person and have a conversation with them, um, just that in itself will make you feel better. You don't even Mm -hmm. have to have a solution. But the fact that you are actually reaching out to that person And having an actual conversation, that in itself will have a positive impact on your mood. So sometimes it's just those baby steps which are really important to take. Right,
1: right. And I guess very often people might have people in their lives who can be the ally or the supporter, but very often it's the the not wanting to ask right or not wanting to be in a position of receiving or wondering what they might think of them or perceive of them or judge them that keeps them from reaching out
2: yeah i mean there's there's risk involved you know when yeah. you when you open up uh, with somebody else uh, about something that you're struggling with and sometimes uh, you know, that ally may not be your spouse, right, at this moment because it Great. just may be too much risk. But there's probably other people, like a friend, right, who may be a little bit more objective or outside. Yeah. Uh, that would be a natural ally. And there may be even other people, even further out in your inventory, that may be able to give you some insight. I had a patient once whose ally was their hairdresser. You know, mm. hairdressers are easy people to talk to. Yeah. Uh, And and they're very uh, usually very interested in their clients, and they're usually highly motivated to have discussions. And sometimes just having a conversation with somebody that's outside of your your intimate circle can give you new ideas and new ways of thinking about how to approach a particular difficult interpersonal situation.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's really interesting that you mentioned uh, your hairdresser, because I think, uh, you know, the, the... The, the activity of going to the hairdresser is a very unique one in that when you go to the hairdresser um, you know it, it's 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 the environment that allows you to i guess uh, let down all your or your all your worries and the fact that you know there's somebody combing your hair i think you know biologically it's it's a very relaxing process and like you mentioned, also, the hairdresser is someone who usually is 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 someone who inquires about your, your life and, you know, maybe what challenges you're going through. And it becomes a bit easier to share, especially if you've been going to the same person for a long period of time. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> now, I love that in your book, Feeling Better, you, you have a new number of exercises that you encourage your readers to go through in order to get. Get to a more healthier state of being with you know, a healthier state in terms of your interpersonal relationships. And you've written about uh, the fact that it's important to identify your who's in life, right? So, Mm -hmm. so
2: what exactly does this mean? Well, those are the who's, those are the people that uh, would be you know, meaningful people to put in your interpersonal circle, right? So, sometimes um, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the people that we're actually surrounded with and what what type of relationship you have with them and if it's a relationship you'd like to uh, improve or you want to increase in frequency the who's are really the people around you and sometimes you know Mm -hmm. we look around and we say well I don't have any friends Um, but in actual fact around you there are lots of potential friends it's just that you haven't been able to see those who's so that those exercises really are enabling readers to find out Um, and inquire a little bit more about their interpersonal uh, surrounding.
1: Wow, I think that's a very useful exercise uh, to do for sure, right? I mean, it's easy to just uh, uh, forget about all the people that you interact and connect and communicate with on an ongoing basis. And to just have the opportunity to uh, map out and take note of your personal network, I think uh, can open up a lot of uh, opportunities. And this is something I'm going to do as well. that's great. Uh, now, now, in connection, now you've you mentioned that it's important to sort of draw your social circle, right, and identify your who's. And you've also written in depth about goal setting in your book. So what's the significance of goal setting when it comes to building these effective and lasting relationships?
2: Well, I think when you first identify those people that you want to have uh, yeah. a more meaningful interpersonal relationship, uh, is there's a couple of things. One of the goals, of course, is to find out you know within yourself how much time do you want to spend with this person are you spending enough time with them you know in a mm. meaningful way yeah um and uh, if, if not you know what what changes can you make to make sure that you're spending more time with them uh and also it's again about looking at the type of relationship what are your shared expectations and values what are the differences you have in the way you are kind of proceeding in life okay and um and so, really, uh, one of the goals is to make sure you have a clear understanding of that, because that enables you then to uh, have those conversations with that individual to to um, to basically negotiate and accommodate each other's expectations and values, so that it becomes a more um, you know fruitful and, and happier relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing. Now, in relationships and in life, sometimes you. You know, experience acceptance, especially when you're in a, in a group and sometimes you face rejection. So, how do you suggest our listeners look at these potential re- rejections, i guess, in relationships, and how should one handle them? How should one
2: process them? Well, rejection is really, really difficult uh, for anybody to hear, and I think uh, mm. the most important thing is that if you are if you feel that you're being rejected, um, and that your expectations and values cannot be met by a certain person, uh, then you're left with strong feelings. And what happens with people who are depressed, they'll typically just keep it inside. They won't right. share it with anybody, or they may drink their, their feelings away. Yeah. Um, but what we encourage people to do is to grab onto a who, right? Okay. okay. Who, who is in my, in my interpersonal world that I could share this feeling with? And usually, if you, if you just are able to pick up the phone or talk to somebody about that feeling and that experience you had, uh, just that, that, that action will actually make you feel better and it may, in fact, give you an opportunity to, uh, to move on. Um, so it's important to not do this in isolation. If you feel rejected, it's important to talk to somebody about that. And likewise, if you feel accepted, it's important to share your positive feeling with the person that has accepted you as well. So sometimes we forget to do mm, that as well.
1: Absolutely, just acknowledgement and mm. uh, an expression of gratitude, right? Because exactly. that will have an effect on yourself as well as they feel a higher level of validation, which That's is right. so, so important. Uh, awesome. So again, Action Drive, I hope you are listening to this conversation and that we're having right now, which is so important so useful and 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 so needed in today's world, especially now that we are having uh, our lives. Uh, you know, we have so many. Uh, you know, so much of technology and so many devices, and so much of social media that is consuming our lives. That it's uh, that it's easy to forget uh, what a relationship is and the importance of in-personal, real relationships, um, and, and and at least taking steps towards uh, a, a more fruitful um, interpersonal. Our relationship. So, uh, Ron, if you had to suggest one action step to our listeners based on the conversation that we're having today, what would that be?
2: One action step. I think um, one action step would be, as I mentioned to you now, live in the here and the now. Realize that if you've made mistakes in your relationship with somebody, uh, that you can't undo those. Right, So it's, mm. there's no sense in you know, replaying them in your mind over and over and over again. What's important to do is to think about why that occurred and what kind of changes you can make uh, in how you interact with that person so that your expectations and values are most closely aligned. Uh, because if you continue to live in the past, uh, you're not going to be able to to change your 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 interpersonal functioning with that person. So it's really important to live in the here and the now. When I say here and the now, I'm literally talking this week, right? And uh, what can you do today? What can you do tomorrow um, so that uh, the relationship that you find meaningful is nourished uh, and is moving in the right direction? And that's really important to live in the present.
1: So Action Tribe, to read the entire show notes for today's episode, including the inspirational quote, uh, the nuggets of wisdom that were shared, um, the action step, and the book recommendation, make sure you visit my7chakras.com forward slash 265. That's my 7 forward slash 265. I shall either find a way or make one. And this is an amazing quote by Hannibal Barca, who lived thousands and thousands of years back. But Action Tribe, sometimes in life, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Yes, you're experiencing challenges, but what's at stake here? Remember, you are a multi-dimensional being, and you are powerful beyond measure. And you've got strengths and abilities within you that you don't even know exist. Who are you doing this for? Is there someone or some people that you really care about? Who is depending on you? Remember why you got into this and let that fuel whatever you're doing and going through right now, because like we're learning, it's not about what happened in the past. It's about what you can do right now. And I promise you that you can go through this because like Hannibal said uh, thousands of years back, I shall either find a way or I will make
2: one. That's such a funny quote, because you know what I did this summer? is I traced the trail of Hannibal with my 16 year old oh. son. No way. Uh, through France, uh, over the mountains, in the Alps, into Italy. And it was a uh, father-son uh, journey. Yeah. Uh, a journey into manhood. And uh, one of my, my favorite adventures, Hannibal. It's a very, very timely quote. Nice
1: you know the funny part is and I don't know how this happens I ca- I don't have any explanation for these uh, but uh, sometimes I you know prepare these inspirational quotes, uh beforehand right before our interview and in most cases there's some mystical connection <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it, it's it's I don't know how this works but it's amazing <laughs> when this happens and the fact that you've had you've traced the journey Oh yeah so so what did you find I mean did, did you did you did you find something interesting or exciting about his his journey
2: well, I, I what I found interesting is the journey that I had with my son is, is a very similar journey I had with my father. Uh, yeah. And that is that, uh, you know, we backpacked with very heavy packs. We excruciating pain, high altitude, snow, yeah. uh, the whole yeah. nine yards. And it's just really hard to fathom that Hannibal and his elephants and all the troops that he had oh, yeah. did this journey. It's just amazing. So... It was a hard journey for us, much harder for Hannibal, for sure. Um, but the time that we spent together, I'm, I'm sure that my son and I will never forget that trip uh, because of the conversations we had, the lack of cell phone coverage, you know, the lack of light uh, with <laughs> because we don't yeah. have electricity. Uh, yeah. Really getting down to the basics, you know, when you don't have a lot of gadgets around you you have a lot of time to talk and a lot of time to listen and yeah. uh, and that was a very valuable experience that uh, that I had uh, with my boy
1: Wonderful. And and I also, you know, I, I, I aspire to have a journey like this, like you had with your son, uh, because very often they say, right, it's important to travel. But what happens as, as a result of the travel is not, not just that you see different uh, things and beautiful mountains and, and valleys and you're in awe, but what happens to you as an individual internally and how you transform. And also, like we're discussing today, how that relationship transforms uh, that you have with your son as a consequence of that wonderful and historic uh, travel yes. that you made. Now, Ron, talking about life challenges now, talk to us about one major life challenge that you've experienced. What did you go through,
2: and then how did you overcome that challenge? Oh, I mean, lots of life challenges. I mean, I, I remember probably the one that was the most difficult for me to go through was um, probably 18 years ago. You know, I had just uh, purchased a house. My wife was pregnant with her first child. And uh, I lost my job. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. an absolute, like, uh, through downsizing, it was just really, really a difficult time because, um, you know, we've been socially conditioned to be the breadwinner for the family, men, many Mm -hmm. men have been. And uh, it's very difficult to see your wife go out to work uh, and you not working, it, especially yeah. when she's pregnant. And you have a house and a mortgage to pay. It was a very very difficult time. But the person that helped me through that the most was, in fact, my wife. Right? She never gave up on me. She she always believed in me, and uh, and she always encouraged me. And so it was really that that close interpersonal relationship which helped me through that time. Uh, and, and of course, through that that time, um, another opportunity came, and mm. it wasn't um, it wasn't the same job by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, uh, it was a job that offered new opportunities, and mm. uh, and opportunities that I would have probably never have seen had I not lost that other job. So it was really. Um, an important transition to go through. It was just hard at the time to see the positive um, potential through that transition. Uh, but by having a supportive person around you, that certainly um, um, highlighted those positive uh, opportunities. It made the journey a lot more easier to go through. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And, and how long did you have to wait for that new opportunity? I had a really good, probably half a year, six months. I mean, it mm-hmm. was a difficult time in the economy. Uh, It was not not an easy thing, Um, but uh, but through, you know, through communication, through uh, her efforts and uh, her, you know, abilities to motivate me, it certainly uh, made me continue looking for a job. And and eventually, you know, I am where I am today. So it was a really uh, important moment
1: to go through. Really, really inspiring. So based on what you've shared, what is that one life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: One life lesson. Hmm. I would say the, the 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 life lesson, and I'm changing this now in the way I'm thinking, is actually to remember your quote, which is that the only constant is change. Mm-hmm. That is so important because, as I had mentioned earlier, before relationships change over time. Yeah. And what happens is that lots of couples will start making assumptions about what their loved ones are thinking about, dreaming about fearing about because we think we know them too well so we need to stop we need to take the time and regularly have deep discussions with the people that we find important in our lives to make sure that we're not assuming but we're actually knowing uh what our expectations are in our relationships and if, so if that's a really important uh, thing to remember for sure
1: Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing that, Ron, and uh, being vulnerable and sharing your story with me and with us today. You mentioned that eighteen years back, you had just purchased a house, your wife was pregnant, and uh, at that point, at that critical juncture, you actually lost a job because of the difficult uh, economic situation that was uh, present at that time, and uh, it was difficult because you had your expenses, you had to pay your mortgage, and many other uh, emotional challenges as well, right? Because of how how society has created these, uh, you know, structures. And so you, you went to the challenge um, uh, either way. Um, and, and the most important thing, like you've shared, was the fact that your wife was very supportive of you. There was open communication and dialogue. And you did get the new opportunity to, uh, uh, and as a result, you know, your perspective about going through life changes or life challenges changed. And I think many people will be able to relate to your story because of the world that we live in today, like you have alluded to earlier, you know, jobs are not the same anymore. There's a lot of contract uh, opportunities. Uh, available, but those are also temporary, right? Because right. you know you never know when you can lose your job, even if it's a full-time opportunity. But the good thing is we're 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 in a digital economy these days that allows you to communicate. Uh, which city are you in right now, Ron?
2: I'm in the, in the vicinity of Ottawa, the capital of Canada.
1: You're in Ottawa, and I'm in Vancouver, across <laughs> the country. That's right. We're having this wonderful conversation, and the digital economy really pro- allows you to identify what problem people are having and then provide a solution. And if you have enough people who trust, like, and support you, you actually have an opportunity, which potentially can be a bigger opportunity than the job that you were hoping that you would get. But I think the bottom line is that change is the only constant. And no matter what what situation you're finding yourself in, financial, emotional relationship, or maybe uh, some other form, health challenge, know that uh, you have it within you to heal and to transform your life. And uh, like we're learning today, it all starts with reaching out asking for support because if you've gone through that challenge somebody else has also gone through a similar challenge so don't be afraid to ask um, somebody for help and be intentional um, and uh, give attention pay attention to the relationships in your life because that will help you experience greater happiness and fulfillment
2: so thanks a lot for sharing ron oh that's it's wonderful how you summarize that it's exactly uh, what we want to listen to hear for sure
1: Absolutely. And Action Tribe, I hope you're having a great time so far. I know I am. Uh, We've still got the last portion of today's session still left. But before we proceed, let me ask you a question. Who are you? And I know that's a pretty loaded question. But sometimes it's important to ask this simple question. Who am I really? Very often we attach our identity, uh, an an identity to ourselves and let go of, uh, you know, all our uh, uh, let all our you know life decisions be driven by that very identity you know whether you're uh, you feel you're too old or you're too young you're too tall or too short maybe you feel you know you're rich or maybe you feel you're too poor or an actor or a businessman all these different identities right that we attach ourselves to but realize that all of those are just identities they're transient and don't attach yourself to any of them too much the only thing that matters i'm finding out is how much you've loved and how much you've experienced, and what you've learned from it all. And just like Abraham Lincoln once so eloquently put, in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, it's the life in your years. So realize that change is the only constant. You can't predict what's going to happen in the future. But for today, reach out to someone who means something to you, have that conversation, and you'll be surprised at what transpires. So thanks a lot for uh, sharing all of that wisdom. And with that, we are at the very last but important round for today, which is called the wisdom round. So, Ron, what is the best piece of advice that you ever received?
2: The best piece of advice that I ever received was when my girlfriend broke off with me. I was distraught. I couldn't figure out why she broke off with me. And as I was moving out of my apartment, my friend, who was a business major in university, he was listening to me and I said, "I, you know, I did everything in that relationship. And he said to me, that was probably the problem. You did everything in the relationship, right? Mm. So, you know, for me personally, that was a very important piece of advice is that um, it's important to be able to give up some control to live with some risk uh, in relationships, um, because for me personally, um, it, that's that's always been a difficult thing. You know, it's uh, and that's probably because of my culture growing up. You know, first generation Canadian, certain expectations mm. and certain traditions and values um, make me want to uh, to make sure that everything is going just the way I would like it to go. But it's important that um, you give some space and time and opportunity for the other people around you to um, to grow individually, uh, and and that means giving up some control. So for me, it's it's important to remember not to do everything in the relationship, and also to to be to listen more. You know, be a little bit more uh, cognizant that I may not be listening as carefully as I should be listening. So those are some important things that I've I've received. That and I, I have to say. I still struggle with these things. You know, these are these are weaknesses in my personality which um, will likely never go away completely. Um, mm-hmm. But by becoming more aware of it and by having loved ones around you, which reminds you of that and giving you an opportunity to to improve on those weaknesses, is a is a is a really important um, opportunity not to miss.
1: Well absolutely and what I've found is sometimes uh, a weakness in a personality can become your greatest strength right because you a person tends to overcompensate and strive harder to make up for that weakness and what ends up happening is that that becomes your greatest strength. that's what I've seen in a lot of people as well
2: Yes, it's a very good observation yes and sometimes it 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 takes a pretty big take a pretty big hit right until you yeah. wake up and see oh yeah. goodness i'm repeating the same pattern i've repeated before yeah. um but uh sometimes that's what it takes it takes that type of uh, unsettling in a relationship yeah so that you can reset and then and really move on in a meaningful way for sure
1: yeah yeah and if you could turn back time and spend one hour with um, anyone dead or living who would it be
2: if i could turn back time and spend one hour with anybody dead or living, who would that be? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. One of the persons that I I really uh, admired was Leonard Cohen. He's a great Canadian songwriter. I mean, different generation, but when you listen to his music and you listen to his poetry, Mm-hmm. it's so profound, so moving, so dark, so artistic. Um uh it would have been really nice to have an opportunity to speak with him and and to understand um how he developed his craft and his thinking and and, and learn more about the relationships he had um because that was a really really um powerful uh, artist and poet who um who really uh, had a great impact on 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 me yeah, as a listener to his his art? So that would have been definitely one person. Very insightful, mm-hmm. reflective type of an individual. Great.
1: And what is that one thing you do in the morning or in the evening before sleeping that has improved the quality of your life?
2: A healthy mind and a healthy body. Exercise is really important for me, and uh, I I really feel that if you have a healthy body and healthy relationships this is really the the epitome of functioning in a very very positive and uh, healthy manner so for me exercise is something I do either in the mornings or in the evenings uh, to make sure that um, um, both my body my health and my mind are all functioning together in harmony
1: great now if you could recommend one book for our listeners today
2: what would it be I don't have a book to recommend but i have a series of mm. books to recommend Great. And these are comic books and uh, specifically the asterix and obliques series are you familiar with those at all by chance oh yeah all definitely right. so why do i recommend those they are fascinating to read because you can read them as a child when you were a child and you read them and you mm-hmm. you understand the stories a certain way Uh, But when you reread those those same stories as an adult, you start to uh, see the story with a different set of lenses, and you you can actually see how the authors wrote these stories for these two audiences in mind. And I think that is a a really nice experience for, for readers to have, is to be able to read a similar story or the same story, but to get different meaning from it. Uh, so that's what I would recommend, is to perhaps read some of those others, those earlier stories you read, but now as an adult, and think about uh, the difference in meaning from that text. That is,
1: that's, that's really, really interesting. And I used to I love reading Asterix and Oblix. I mean, I wasn't a super fan, but it's, I think it's a good cue for me to visit the near li- nearest library and... Uh, Borrow a copy of Asterix and Obelix and go through it. It'll be, it'll be pretty interesting, especially the campaign. Um, I think Caesar's campaign. I think that was one of the, one of the uh, editions the where classes, they interact yeah. with Caesar. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So thanks a lot for sharing. And Action Tribe, if you would like to get an audiobook for free, Uh, then i've got a huge opportunity for you now now uh, if you're listening to a podcast then i'm sure you would love uh audiobooks as well because i sure do especially if i'm in transit if i'm traveling if i'm on the train or if I am uh, uh, just at home, I pop on my earphones and listen to my favorite book, uh, which is so convenient. Now, Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. And they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from. So they've got a lot of uh, a lot of different types of books. And I believe Asics and Oblix is available too, but you'll have to double check. Uh, but again, you get one free audiobook. With a free 30-day trial, no commitments. To download your free audiobook today, go to my 7 forward slash free book. Once again, that's my 7 forward slash free book. Download your audiobook and you won't be disappointed. Now, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and sharing your stories uh, as well. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have some very powerful takeaways as a result of this amazing conversation that they can apply in their life as well. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how we can find you.
2: I'm grateful uh, to have a wonderful interpersonal world around me, which includes you and your listeners now. It's a a really fascinating, wonderful conversation. Uh, Technology is is a really wonderful thing. Um, to be thankful for the people around you to nurture those important relationships, uh, to have those opportunities to live in a country where you are afforded those opportunities uh, without having to struggle for you know, food and shelter. Um, these are all you know things to be very thankful for. To learn more about interpersonal psychotherapy or to uh, find out how to pre-order our book, All you need to do is go to interpersonalpsychotherapy.com. That's one word. So it's www.interpersonalpsychotherapy.com. And there you can find out lots more about interpersonal psychotherapy, how to get trained as an IPT therapist, if you'd like to be trained, and how to order a book.
1: So there you go, Action Tribe. I hope you enjoyed today's session. A lot of key takeaways and a lot of stuff that you can implement right away. Because as we're learning, the quality of our relationships are so important uh, to our growth and overall development. And we need to take uh, complete responsibility for not only what has happened in our life, but what is happening in our life, most importantly. Because now is the time that we are going to take action and take um, full accountability for People that are in our relationships, people that we want to build relationships with, as well as how we're going to manage that ongoing relationship so that we're able to nurture it in a very positive way. To order a copy of Ron and Cindy Goldman's latest book entitled Feeling Better, Beat Depression and Improve Your Relationships with Interpersonal Psychotherapy on Amazon, go to my 7 forward slash 265 book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 265. Two six five book. Uh, it's an amazing book. Uh, it's like uh, it's got a nice orangish and yellowish hue. You know, beautifully designed, and uh, the logo feels like a sun. So, I guess I interpret it as the warmth of uh, human connection and a positive relationship is is what this book will teach you. And it's not gonna. The training is not for uh, years and years. B- but according to how it's outlined, eight to twelve weeks is that correct, Ron? That's right exactly eight to 12 weeks follow the steps it's not designed like a normal book it's like you know you um, there are moments for reflection there are moments for you to be able to assess their exercises and for moments for you to take action as well now as soon as you visit that link that i shared you'll be taken straight to the amazon product page where you'll be able to order your own copy my7chakras.com forward slash 265 book ron thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about Feeling better through our interpersonal relationships and taking us one step closer to a human
2: revolution. It's been my pleasure thank you so much for the invitation.
0: You are listening to my seven chakras. Go to my SEveenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.